Hello and welcome back to this next episode in the Package Builder season of TM Podcast Black Belt Edition, our podcast about detailed topics of transportation management. Today is the 27th of November of 2020. My name is Felipe Hernandez Plazas and I will be your host for this eighth episode. Today we have again our expert guest and inventor of the Package Builder, Markus Zahn to talk to us about the enhancement concept of the package builder. Welcome back, Marcos. Hello. So this will be a very interesting episode for our customers. It will explain uh, what the enhancement concept behind the package builder is. And uh, hopefully we will answer many questions regarding how can I tweak or affect the logic of the package builder. So I would propose, let's start. Marcos, um, I have here... Um, the packaging structure of uh, the solution. This is what we also saw in previous episodes. I have entered this transaction, SC80. I have selected package SCMB packaging. And if I go to the sub packages, there are some that allow for enhancements. So what can you tell us about the overall concept of enhancement? What did you think about when you implemented it? So when I uh, started to uh, tackle the topic of package building, uh, I was really, really worried uh, that I don't uh, understand everything, that I uh, cannot cover with this component all of the relevant scenarios because it became very clear already in the beginning that with the initial scope of the package builder, um, yeah, we would not cover um, all relevant scenarios. And this is why from the very beginning uh, in the design phase, the enhancement concept was a very crucial part um, because I wanted to make sure that uh, with the scope that the package builder can cover, um, the customer has the option to, to leverage this functionality, but whenever... Uh, the scenario requires um, either a completely different behavior or a completely different, yeah, I would say, mixed package building, for example, or a customer already has a running yeah, package building component, may it be internal or external provided by a third-party provider, um, that he would be enabled to integrate such adjusted or completely external logics into the package building process um, easily. And I have all, always seen the package builder itself as the anchor to integrate the packaging in, into the process because from the API perspective, if you take a look at transportation management, there are several processes uh, requiring um, package building so you can activate the package building in the freight unit building you can uh, do a consolidation package building you can create uh, package units based on the package builder result and for me it was always important that those processes run independent of what actual packaging happens and uh, therefore we defined a clear api for the package building as a so to say black box for the process itself and within that the customer should be enabled to uh, either use the standard functionality enhance it or completely replace it that was actually the background so um, 
a few years later, I can now say that um, this was uh, not a bad concept because I'm aware of so many customers uh, completely relying on the standard now since we have uh, improved the functionality from release to release. But I'm also aware of many customers really using all of the enhancement options that we will discuss uh, in this episode. And has it been like that, that the customers rather do not do modifications to the package builder, but they can mostly come to terms with what is available as enhancements? Is this usually the case? Yeah, uh, since I've foreseen from the very beginning that the component will undergo uh, many, many changes um, due to the upcoming new requirements, uh, I always uh, stressed uh, when talking to customers and partners, do not modify anything in the package builder because this can hurt you uh, really hard um, when upgrading or even when you uh, install a new support package. Um, stick to the standard enhancement spots that we will always uh, keep compatible. So um, I know that uh, depending on the quality of the partner, um, it might happen that there are still modifications in there and some might be justified. Uh, but uh, I was always very open when somebody approached me. I cannot do this using your standard enhancement spot methods uh, to um, yeah, provide something new um, instead of um, telling the customer or partner to do a modification. Okay, so you've heard it here, folks. You please stick to the enhancement options that you have. Um, there you will stay at least safe uh, regarding upgrades and, and such. And if not, then also reach us at, out to us. Um, we may find a way to avoid doing modifications. Good, so um, Marcus, we see that... Um, okay, th the question is how do we approach it? We know we have some enhancement spots here. Should we go through all the um, methods? Because we know that these enhancement methods are scattered throughout the logic. It may be a little bit cumbersome and, and too lengthy to try to find all of them in the in the process of a, of a debug run. We could also go through the list alphabetically and yeah. also so uh, the customers or the, the users or our listeners can then refer to the method that we just talked because you would say where it is uh, used and, and how. Yeah, maybe I say a few words uh, before uh, we start going through uh, the alphabetical list. Um, so the basic concept for the core package builder is always uh, if you structure the capabilities of the enhancement, um, you always have a yeah, pre-processing, I would call it, enhancement method that would be the adjust items input. So it's very clear something comes in and you have the option to manipulate the input for whatever reason, then you have, on the other hand, always the chance to manipulate the complete result of the package builder, what would be the adjust items output. And then you have all uh, the enhancement spots in between that actually steer uh, the functional behavior of the package builder within the processing logic itself. So you have those three major blocks of enhancement capabilities so that's a pattern um, pre-processing during processing and yeah. post-processing okay yeah even it's not caught like that in in the methods or um, uh, within the code 
Uh, there is no pre and post processing for the package builder internally, uh, but from a from a logical point of view, you can cluster the enhancement methods into those uh, blocks. Okay, great. So uh, I mentioned previously we do have some packages that have enhancement spots. Would you refer to one of them as having like the main or the most important enhancements? I mean, it, this depends on the uh, on the customer scenario and the requirements. Uh, but of course, the um, yeah, the enhancement spot for the core package builder under the package SCMB PB underscore uh, engine is uh, for the core itself the most powerful enhancement. Uh, of course, if you, for example, want to manipulate uh, the detailed mixed package building using the package builder optimizer, you are more interested uh, in the optimizer specific enhancement spots, but. Okay, so let's then start with that one. We will come to the other package or enhancement options later. Um, so I see here a couple of, of methods in the enhancement spot called s slash scmb slash es underscore package underscore builder. And there we have in the interface uh, the methods. Um, and uh, let me count them. Uh, it seems to be 10, 13 methods. So let's go through them alphabetically. The first one is called adjust items. The adjust items is um, yeah, historically um, grown <laughs> method that I would rate now, uh, if you take a look at uh, S4 2020, almost rate as obsolete. You can, of course, for compatibility reasons, still use it. Uh, it's actually uh, um, a method that gave the customer the chance uh, within the processing to adjust an intermediate result of the package building before it's actually mapped into the output. Um, there was a functionality that actually clustered the items and then looped over um, those clusters. And for each cluster, you uh, had a chance to adjust the items. Uh, since the major refactoring and uh, functional enhancements um, Done with TM 9.6, this loop pretty much went away. Uh, and now uh, you see the methods adjust items and adjust items output pretty close to each other um, in the functional processing. So they are pretty much called after each other uh, for compatibility reasons. So if I could get rid of them, uh, I would mark adjust items as obsolete. And if you start with a new um, implementation, um, I would um, rather um, consider to only use the other methods, but okay. they're supported. I mean, it hands pretty much over the items uh, current during the processing. Uh, it gives some indication regarding the um, regarding the material and yeah. And where is it called? Adjust items. It should be in the in the in the build packages. If you scroll down a little bit. Okay, so um, okay, I understand. So that's actually what we already shown, and when we went to the core logic, just items called um, later on after the the whole consolidation has been done, and the next one is called just items input. 
Right. So this is actually um, after the adjust settings that we were discussed in a minute. Uh, it's actually the first enhancement spot receiving the input items to be packaged, and it gives um, yeah the, the custom logic the whole power over over this table because you can remove uh, items for whatever reason. So the application supplies some materials down, uh, and in some combinations you would actually not want to package them, so you can remove them from from this table or mark them as uh, not to be packaged you can uh, adjust the attributes that are attached to each item uh, but really more important is if you have for the later functional enhancement spots um, some requirements uh, where you uh, have to pre-read some data for example some Yeah, custom package type assignments. This is actually the spot to collect uh, all of the keys that you require for performant access uh, to database tables. So you receive all items to be packaged. You can collect whatever key you require. May it be a business partner, may it be a location, may it be the material. Then you can do your access in your body implementation, uh, get all of the data that you will later then use uh, in one of the other methods that we will discuss. So very important. There are many enhancement spot methods that only work on a single item. So for example, when the target package type is determined for one of the line items. And of course, if you in those methods <laughs> access the data that you require with a single select call, uh, this will um, cost runtime. And it's way better to get a better picture of everything that you need to use this method, even if you do not want to adjust the items themselves. So you don't, <laughs> you, so of course you are not forced to change the uh, CT items current. Um, you can only uh, use the method also for the collection of, of the keys. Okay, so this method is uh, called, uh, we have a member object called mo underscore pb underscore enhance, where all of these methods are then accessed. This is actually in line 27, the adjust items input, and we see this, the importing parameters, just this one that you just, just mentioned, the table of material IDs, and the changing parameters are current. And I see that no more information is passed, no data objects, no other tables. That, that belongs to the concept that you explained previously to keep it safe, or what is the, the reason? No, there is all, uh, at that stage, there is not yet a data object. So the standard package builder data access to the material and all of the required package building settings hasn't happened yet. So this is really the, uh, the spot for the customer to adjust the items that the package builder will process later. So there's no need to supply anything in addition as the message is said and and maybe one uh, yeah one explanation um, so I mean this is a technical podcast so some folks might wonder why there is not directly the call to the enhancement spot so the call body statement uh, this is actually handled by uh, the member class uh, MOPB enhance to decouple the standard functionality from any existing enhancement spots that we can do an automated testing. So it's really decoupling um, whatever body uh, is there in the system that we can run the unit tests for our core 
know that the functionality works and it also gives us uh, the chance to do automated testing for some specific customer enhancements that we are aware of. So if we know um, does actually the package builder work correctly if the customer does not use the standard package type assignment that we um, um, offer but uh, custom logic um, that we can also test this automatically. Okay. Okay, good. Then let's go on to the next uh, method in our list. It's called the just items output. So this is um, the, I think, last enhancement spot method that is called um, during the functional processing of the package building. Uh, it hands over the items that have been supplied to the package builder and it hands over the result items in two different tables. So the uh, item changed actually should contain each item that was handed over if it's packed or not packed, and then you find this CT item new uh, that receives all of the newly created package items, but also split items from the original input items. So if some product doesn't fit uh, into one package or onto one pallet, and the split is required, you find uh, the missing quantity that is not in the uh, item changed, uh, hopefully uh, in the items new. Okay, so in this line 84 where it's called. So uh, as you mentioned, the importing parameter would be LT items current. And if I remember correctly, these will be the items that were not packaged, the, the leftover package, or would this contain all of the input items? Those are the input items. All of them. And the items changed would contain then only the ones that were actually packaged? No, also the unpackaged. Okay, but the changed uh, parameter is uh, what, uh, in this sense, yeah, what it's is the difference between those two uh, uh, tables? Well, the um, <laughs> I, uh, I think it's also historically grown. So in the beginning, we thought that uh, we would only uh, supply back to the application uh, really packaged items that we changed and the newly created items but it proved to be uh, very cumbersome on the application side uh, to yeah then figure out itself which items the package builder did not touch and that is why the content of that table changed so it actually contains also unchanged initially supplied items but also the packaged items that the application side does not need to do this matching. Uh, but we couldn't, for uh, compatibility reasons, change the table name uh, in the API afterwards. So the new component that we will discuss in the next episode does this better, uh, but this is the current state of this. So don't get confused. Change doesn't always mean uh, that it's actually packaged, but uh, the package builder has touched it, I would call it now. Okay, um, and as a result, the changing also, as you mentioned, the new, which, which contains the new package items and the split uh, product items. Okay, and it doesn't matter how I change, of course, the changes, if I do a change to this table, it needs to be consistent, I would not change the hierarchy or some other important things, but I could implement, for example, or or build a, a, a higher or a, a bigger set of items that can be then that's, put back. That's correct. I mean, you can manipulate, of course, attributes. You m might even adjust, for example, the 
gross rate of a, of a package because you want to add uh, some factor. Uh, but of course, you need to be very careful what you do in here because it can result in uh, situations where the application cannot persist uh, an inconsistent result in, in the business document. I mean, especially if you manipulate uh, the initially supplied items that are then packaged and split. Uh, if you mess something up there regarding the quantities and the total sum, for example, of the weight or the volume, uh, it might happen that then uh, the, uh, the processing on the application side doesn't work any longer. But so you do have the information required to make those uh, calculations. But here again, I see, okay, at this stage, we do have a PBO data and maybe other objects. They are not passed inside. It's uh, to keep it very focused to, to what the method yeah. is supposed to do. Okay, then the next would be adjust package materials. Next method. So the adjust package materials, uh, maybe you can open it uh, where it's called. So if I remember correctly, it's called during collect items relevant. And when we collect the split factor for the item. Mm -hmm. So this is basically used um, when the yeah, package builder um, evaluates the target package type, it picks up the package material, it gets the uh, master data uh, instance and the attributes from there. And with that enhancement spot, you have the option to adjust yeah, the attributes that the package builder handles internally for packaging material. This is uh, especially important when you um, Uh, use yeah, a completely yeah, unknown package material. Um, so an unknown means that um, in in the in the reading and access logic of the package builder is not uh, in the in the target package type itself. So for example, if you completely use a custom logic um, directing it to packing instructions or something like that, um, that you make the package builder aware of all of the attributes that you want to use there. So meaning uh, I, I got it uh, wrong. I, I did um, confuse it with determine item um, package type and it's adjust package materials and that's actually called then in determine changed items. So the method before that and so after, after the yeah. PB data object yeah. is retrieved or all the package materials are then yeah. determined. Yeah, so after the package builder has uh, determined what are the potentially relevant package materials, so at that stage it doesn't yet know if it will really use it depending on uh, on the determination later to find the most specific um, target package types for the items. Um But now the data object is filled with all of the attributes of the package materials and this gives you now a chance to um, adjust. Um, so I would say to deviate from the existing master data material definitions. So there, for example, you find the length, width and height and the weight of a specific material and the capacity and here's the spot to change whatever you like. Okay, of course, if you stay, uh, if you change incompatible, you make the pallet too small or the capacity too small. This will have uh, the obvious effect for the processing then. Okay, so uh, it is also interesting to me that if you call this enhancement methods, 
you i mean we don't seem to be passing the the material routes but rather an internal table of the pp data which has the package attributes and um, if we look at the package attributes uh, we see i think we not the whole um, package material root fields but just very uh, a focused set of relevant yeah, attributes so those the are the only relevant fields that the package builder will process then later and also some fields might not even be relevant for for the processing because for example the detailed mixed package building is not activated then some fields of uh, in there might not be relevant but this depends on uh, on the scenario so what would be a small example what could the uh, customer maybe uh, use this for for example to uh, um, adjust in a specific scenario the um, stacking factor of a specific package material depending on yeah the products that are currently in the uh, in the scenario okay and for this um if uh, we do uh, pass the package attributes uh, how would we know inside what the products are in the in this scenario is it something that needs to be shared in the enhancement class or if you want to do something uh, like this, you have to use the very first enhancement spot method that we discussed. I mean, okay. you always run first into the adjust items input. And there is the option for you in your complete enhancement logic to collect what's currently in the scenario. So you know what package builder profile you are using. So in which scenario am I? Which items are currently in the run? And then in the later steps, you can adjust depending. Of course, there you need to collect all of the relevant information that deviates your scenarios. And then you can use this, for example, here. So, so you know, for example, point. now uh, your item set that has been supplied and you know I'm currently in a scenario where my products go onto carton, uh, into cartons and the cartons onto a pallet. And this is why I adjust the settings of some specific package materials. Okay, so that's actually the pattern here. So if you want to reuse data across different enhancement methods, you actually need to have them transient somewhere and for that this class MOPP enhance is the correct one because it actually always uh, is used for all of these methods and therefore it can it can share some information so it will not be enough to just call the the methods and do stuff inside them you need also to have a concept to share yeah. this information between yeah i mean i have seen customer enhancements where um, they stored or transferred some data using shared memory and concepts like that all of this is not required the complete enhancement implementation can be done within a single class and within a single instance of a class uh, so this class can handle in the sequence of all the enhancements methods that are called it can of course store data in that instance and reuse it later so there's never ever, from my perspective, the requirement to bypass or temporarily store some information somewhere because you can all handle it in the in the implementation class itself. Okay, and it's even passed as a constructor object, so you would maybe even find a way to pass also information from outside into the package builder. But okay, for that you would need to to change the call to the package builder anyway. Okay, but anyway, that sounds very um, powerful and not so complicated to to share data among different enhancement methods. That's um, quite interesting. 
Good, so we have seen adjust package materials and the next enhancement method would be adjust settings. So the adjust settings is, uh, I think, the very first enhancement spot method that is called. And again, from a logical thinking, uh, as I said, there's a specific sequence. So the adjust settings actually gives the customer the chance to adjust settings that are in the package building profile. So each package builder run receives the package building profile that either comes, for example, from the freight unit building rule or from the TM planning profile. Uh, so you, you know what is actually the scenario of the packaging because this is completely defined by the package building profile. So do I have the mixed package building activated using the package builder optimizer? Uh, do I only create full packages? So do only a partial packaging. So you know the complete context here. And after the package builder has accessed those yeah, standard profiles, you receive in that method all of the settings that are internally already formatted into um, uh, yeah, uh, structures. And there you have the chance to adjust things. And uh, this enhancement spot is uh, from this perspective very important because um, there is Yeah, typically a time frame where some functionalities are not yet um, activatable using the standard profiles because we haven't added them to the configuration because we want to try out how it works. And then uh, this enhancement spot gives you the option to adjust also some hidden Uh, features of the package builder so typically when customers request uh, new functionalities from us uh, in the package builder it can occur that we really implement them uh, also on a lower release but we typically then tell the customer um, you need to activate it using this enhancement spot okay so that's this part to unlock secret experimental features in, in the package builder Correct. good They are, of course, standard-worthy. Otherwise, we wouldn't have done them. But in lower releases, uh, we typically tend to not adjust profiles because this can confuse uh, even power users. Why is there a new setting? What do I have to do? Um, but uh, from a functional point of view, of course, we also want to help customer projects that really uh, struggle with some missing functionality. Okay, so that's line 45 of the method get pb profile. Just called directly at the beginning for, uh, in the build package interface method. Yeah, and the uh, signature of this method is divided into three uh, parameters. This is from a yeah, logical point of view. Uh, for me, the separation between things that are coming from the package building profile. Then we have settings that are strictly going into the direction of the package builder optimizer. And then we have some internal settings for the processing um, that are really steering the, uh, the, the, the functional behavior. And you did mention that uh, after this method, uh, the settings are kept as it is. It is they are set in stone and will be then used throughout the rest of the process. Correct. So that's the last uh, option that the customer would have to change them here. Okay, cool. Good. The next one is so and, and and to follow what we have already explained. So when you really have the requirement to do something very specific later in the enhancement spot methods, this is the right spot 
in the implementation class of the enhancement spot to collect the package building profiles and all of the settings that are relevant later for your adjustments. So very first method called, you can collect whatever you require. Then comes the next method that gives you the view over the items to be packaged. And in the combination, that should be sufficient to understand the context uh, of the current package builder run. The next method is called check item changed. Yeah, the check item changed is also a um, historically grown method. Um, the package builder was designed to yeah, actually <laughs> allow uh, to supply an existing packaging item hierarchy. So some products are already packaged packaged onto a pallet and now a new item situation occurs to kind of reuse uh, the existing item hierarchy that was actually never uh, productive uh, in the, uh, on the application side because we have figured out that this is very application specific and the package builder cannot uh, easily uh, offer this reuse functionality for all of the scenarios that it's used in. And this is why um, it never came to life. But nevertheless, this method can be used if you want to exclude one of the products that are um, supplied to the package builder from the processing. So you receive uh, single items, I think. And depending on the attributes you find in the item, you can set a parameter Uh, if it's changed or not and if it's not changed uh, I think it's skipped in the processing and where is it called uh, it should be in determine uh, changed items and changed item I would guess check item changed yes you're totally correct it's line 57 I mean I've written 99% of the code so I of course <laughs> know where uh, the enhancement spots are called okay very good so um, we're lucky to have you as a guest then I, I would suppose and okay and I did uh, mention the um, the other one the just package materials that we previously handled in the same method here in line 103 maybe Okay, then let's go then to the next one. It's called check layer compatible. So uh, from a historical standpoint, the package builder started uh, to combine multiple different products uh, using strictly a layer logic. Uh, so you have 10 pieces uh, built a stable layer of a product and five pieces of a different, maybe larger product also make a stable layer. And then you can, uh, yeah, combine them uh, onto a mixed palette and uh, this enhancement spot method gives the customer the option to say well product a is not compatible to product b um, at that point in time we didn't have uh, the new profiles that we've already discussed uh, where we have i think the product relationship profile it is called uh, where we uh, have the option to define this incompatibility now explicitly in standard Uh, but before we had that, uh, the customer was forced to do it here uh, and he could, with that method, only do it for the layer processing. Okay. Um, where is it called? <laughs> I think it's called in the consolidate uh, items by layers. 
Consolidate items by layers. Yeah, but I think we shouldn't search now for all of the spots in the code. So either you do the various search uh, using the enhancement interface. And there are deeper, deeper methods that uh, consolidate uh, into uh, combined la uh, combine layers to packages mm -hmm. in line 32. Right, and, and there it now uh, goes deeper if uh, the layers should be combined using the height logic or using the pick sequence logic and it even goes uh, more down and and then somewhere. Okay, so that's an enhancement method that is quite deep into the yeah. this tech? It's very, very layer specific. And um, okay, so if you think that you may need it then you would need to uh, look for it either by the reuse list or you would then also know it good the uh, other one is also uh, probably very related combine layers to packages mm -hmm. so uh, as just mentioned uh, the package builder offers two options to combine layers to packages then the one is the uh, Yeah, bin stacking algorithm using the height of the layers. Uh, and the other one is a strict sequence. Uh, so following a sequence of the layers uh, regarding their product pick sequence. Uh, and if a customer has a completely own logic, how he wants to combine the layers that the standard has created, depending on the master data uh, settings, uh, he can do using uh, this enhancement spot. So it receives the layers, I think. Uh, and it uh, can then change the um, yeah change the assignment okay good um and the next one also layer specific called consolidate layers uh, the consolidate layers um, is i think um enha enhancement spot where multiple leftover products uh, are passed to so the unassigned items um, and it can actually uh, combine the remaining quantities uh, that are not covered by full quantity layers. So 10 pieces make a full stable layer, but you only have two pieces remaining. So and here the customer has the chance to say, well, if I have five different products, I would rather combine product A and B compared to A and C. Also very, very uh, layer specific. Okay called in consolidate item okay consolidate into mixed layers okay so we do have then the um, uh, remaining methods um, after consolidate layers what would be the next the uh, next one would be would be the determine item sequence mm -hmm. the determine item sequence is um, basically the right spot if you want to steer the package building into the direction of the pick sequence. So remember uh, the package builder as an SCM basis component below the transportation management doesn't in that setup know the pick sequence defined in an extended warehouse management or an external warehouse management, whatever. Uh, and if you really want to tell the processing logic, combine the products in this sequence to optimize the um, uh, the process uh, that is internal in the warehouse, um, you, this is the right spot to do so. Um, you receive the items that should be packaged. You can access either uh, yeah, transferred 
pick sequence into the STM basis or the TM or even dynamically uh, call into the warehouse uh, to determine the sequence of those items. Mm -hmm. Is and, it then? And I know customers that uh, have done so. Okay. Is it um, relevant also for the detailed packaging? Uh, the optimizer doesn't uh, support this. Okay, so the optimizer has its own logic to determine the, the load sequence in that case. If it's loading, it's... Yeah. Um, okay. So this is a feature not uh, covered by the detailed mixed package building. It's only covered by the layer processing and the volume-based processing. But even for that, we might have in the post-processing enhancement of the PVO then the option to yeah. change that, even that. So, okay. Good. The next one would be called uh, determine layer sequence. So yeah, it goes into the similar... Uh, direction so if products can be transferred into layers the customer might want to apply a different logic so if you have many remaining quantities uh, of a product um, the, the the sequence how uh, the creation of the mixed package building should happen uh, might be completely different uh, to if it's strictly handled by layers okay um But they are they you would they say used as widely as the ones that we had at the beginning were they just items input and, and, and so no I mean of course since it's um, strictly directed to the layer processing uh, the number of customers not using layers or having so low quantity uh, scenarios that um, layers are not even uh, uh, in reach for them um, They, they do not use this. So the other ones are more uh, general. Okay. But as in, as in the others, the uh, information passed into these methods are also very specific and, and focused to the purpose. Okay. Determined package type would this be is, the next one. This is again very general. So after we have received uh, the package building profile, so the adjust settings method, We received the items to be packaged as a whole bunch of uh, all of the items. Um, the next method that is called per item is to figure out is there an existing uh, target package type defined. So the standard will take a look into the package builder settings um, that we uh, discussed in one of the previous episodes, pick up the target package material and with that enhancement spot you have the chance to override it or even completely define it there. So, of course, the result of the standard target package type determination can also be there is no package type defined. And this is the right spot to, for example, um, yeah, get your information from the packing instruction or packaging specification or some uh, other custom definition how you want to package. And it's called per item. Okay, so as a there's an input to this, um, of course, logically, then would be the item itself, the assigned item quantity. Mm -hmm. that, that is uh, in a scenario where you have uh, deeper packaging, where you say I package products into cartons and then the cartons onto the pallet. And if you, for example, have a very homogeneous uh, um, carton set, but you want to package content specific so it really matters to you what's in the carton so 
for example, you have tea products in a carton, then it goes to a chip pallet. And if you have some frozen products in the very same carton, it might go into a cool box. Mm -hmm. Okay. And as a result, of course, you, for one, need to probably adjust the package attributes that may have changed or have been uh, adjusted and the corresponding item package type. And um, we continue with the next one. It is determine um, split factor, I think. That's right. That's right. So after the target package type has been determined either um, using the standard logic or the custom logic, uh, the package builder combines all of those settings with the relevant master data settings coming, for example, from the package material uh, and from the product itself. So, for example, it combines in that structure um, also the full quantity. So 100 pieces make a full pallet. Uh, it combines all of the limits that uh, are yeah, clustered over different definition spots so you have a for example a maximum height definition in the package material you have some maximum height defined in the uh, target package type assignment so there are many options and within the item split factor the package builder combines all of those uh, settings flying around in the relevant currently relevant settings for the packaging logic that will follow and we supply this item split factor into this enhancement spot to give the customer now the chance to, for example, manipulate the maximum height depending on yeah, the custom logic. But very careful. This structure is really defining the complete behavior of the item. So if you adjust settings in there, it can have a massive effect of the pro uh, for, for the processing later. And also, for example, for volume calculations, for weight calculations and stuff like that. If the item goes correctly to the uh, package builder optimizer. So this uh, structure is very wide and very powerful. Okay. And to give context to where this is called, and let me then um, rephrase, it would be called during collect items relevant. If we start from the interface method build packages, There we would say, okay, we want to collect for each item the split factor. It's called collect split factor item, the method called in line 26 of collect items relevant. And then uh, we have the very um, aptly named method determine item split factor in line 6 of collect split factor item. And if we go there, we find our line determine item package type where we had the, the last one, the last uh, Uh, enhancement method called determine item package type. And if you go uh, below, below in the same method, determine item split factor towards the end after all the split factor contents or the split factor has been determined, we see in line 335, the enhancement method determine split factor, which uh, would do exactly what you just mentioned, right? So. Um, and as you mentioned, so it is very important uh, then uh, information for the rest of the processing. So I would um, assume that um, you have also to be careful. I guess you could also break things uh, badly if, if you do not fill required information or or fill the, the wrong information. What would be then a possible scenario that the customer might want to use this this enhancement method? 
As I said, uh, manipulation of limits, manipulation of if this specific item goes into the optimizer or should be handled volume-based. Uh, some grouping settings should be in there. I mean, if you take a look at the item split factor itself from a structural point of view, Uh, you see it's very wide. Um, and of course, all of those attributes had, have at one spot in the, at least one spot in the package building processing some effect. And you can really go through all of the attributes. I tend to name uh, attributes and parameters that you can easily understand what the purpose is. But of course, we uh, have a limited uh, length of uh, attributes names. So I try for the attributes Uh, in the structure definition uh, to also, if they are more complicated, to add at least uh, a small comment for that. Okay. Is this the only place where we get to change the split factor or maybe later on do we have the possibility? That's uh, like the settings after this method is called, this is fixed and also the standard logic will not adjust any setting in there. It's really a, a steering uh structure and collection of attributes that will not be changed anything that will be changed within the package building logic uh, is then done on the items themselves okay so what for example what you mentioned we can uh, here adjust or affect the way that the pvo is maybe called for a single item and if i do not want to include this into the pvo we probably if i read this correctly we have the attribute no mixed package we would set this into um, uh, as true or as a, as a corresponding constant and it would then skip the call to the pbo or we could even change some pbo settings for example what is the product shape if this is a cylinder or or a, or a cubic um, shape yeah. and other thresholds i'm And I mean, as always, if you want to understand uh, enhancement spot methods that are not trivial, um, I would advise to set up a very, very easy example. Um, debug it. Take a look at the settings that the package builder has defined here for a split I uh, factor per item and then try to figure out if this matches your scenario and your understanding of an Uh, of an attribute and then you can point this kind of to the requirement that you have to adjust things and that's also the very nice thing about this concept you can easily set up your own prototype without fear of breaking yeah. stuff and then you can even remove it if it doesn't work so yeah i mean my typical approach would always be to use the uh, package builder test report set up an easy example there It calls the package builder. The package builder doesn't do any persistence, so you don't mess up anything in the uh, in the in the system. It doesn't ad adjust material master data. There is no persistence, so you can easily uh, reproduce any error. You can reproduce uh, the missing functionality and also easily test your enhancement um, understanding and then later implementation. Okay. Good, and um, our last method in our enhancement uh, interface for the package builder engine is would be um, set package complete. Um, this is a very important uh, method when it comes to specific groupings. So the package builder will always try to um, consider mater material location and business partner groupings 
when it uh, creates mixed pellets. So in a specific scenario, it of course makes sense to not distribute a specific product over many different multiple mixed pellets because then you uh, have a harder time to construct those pellets and you have a harder time to deconsolidate them. And this is why the package builder will always try to keep things that are as homogeneous as possible uh, together. But uh, for some of those groups, uh, the definition actually is missing in the standard. When is it a result for such a group good enough? So is it good enough if their, the volume utilization is 70% or in some scenarios maybe 30%? I don't know. Um, and this is why the standard always only takes over uh, for such a group uh, a result when it's hitting one of the limits 100% because otherwise there is some free space or free rate uh, that can when being combined with a different group be filled uh, but uh, we give the customer the chance after each grouping logic uh, it receives um, the result palette it receives what's on the palette And then also all of the grouping settings that are in there. And then using a custom logic, you can then um, tell the, uh, the package builder, well, this palette just created is good enough. Take it out of the problem, make it the final result. And then all of the other things can continue, but they will not uh, be mixed uh, together with what I currently have at hand. So one example would be <coughs> you set up a soft location hierarchy that typically groups customers together that are pretty close. So a typical example would be a shopping mall where you have five shops in there. So of course you would uh, prefer to have a mixed palette containing all of the items going to those five shops uh, before they are combined with other stuff and where you need to search on multiple palettes. Uh, but of course on a day where not... Um, a sufficient quantity was ordered by those shops so the the pallet is almost empty um, it wastes um, a spot in the truck in the delivery truck in such a scenario you would want those items to be uh, mixed together with other um, yeah, items from other customers not being in that shopping mall and the chance to um, apply a custom logic so when is this mixed palette for this shopping mall containing those five shops good enough can be handled in that uh, enhancement spot okay and it's uh, called during consolidation when you consolidate a group mm -hmm. and when a packaging group has been deemed to be to be finished from Correct. a consolidation yep. point of view You would then go and, and check, okay, all of the items in this packaging group, are they complete? If they are not complete or set or deemed complete by the enhancement, what would happen? They would then go uh, for the next um, right. round. Right. So if there's a further um, possibility to combine other those items that are actually marked as not final um, with other items, so something else is also not final, then it will completely uh, skip those results. Um, I would say, yeah, omit the 
created top-level packages and then uh, combine those items and try again. And very important here, this is completely independent whether the um, um, package was created using layers, volume, or the optimizer. Okay. So this doesn't play any role. It's a result that came into life during the functional processing, depending on the settings that you have selected in the package building profile. The result was created for the item set or maybe multiple palettes even or packages. And then each of the package uh, is handed over into the enhancement spot. Okay. And you pass into this the package that was newly created, some package attributes, the group information, for example, what business partner, what location um, exists for the consolidation and the packaging group. They can be, uh, why are they different? Can they be different at this stage? They can be different, yes. Okay, so the you could have different business partners in the packaging groups. Yep. Okay. And uh, in the end, it, a very uh, simple parameter as exporting Uh, where you say it's complete or not. Okay. Good. So uh, that's, um, yes, it's quite a powerful method. I mean, in the meanwhile, uh, in the in the new releases, there is uh, a setting available in the package building profile. And we discussed this when we went through all of the settings that are available there, uh, where you can define a finalization threshold. Uh, so we call it the utilization threshold uh, to make... Uh, intermediate packaging um, final uh, but here uh, this is uh, way more powerful if uh, this is more specific for example for customer or location uh, or the product set uh, you cannot define this in standard in the package building profile and if you have a requirement going into that direction this is the right enhancement spot to use and it's called after the um, the standard check Yeah. for the completion so it will override yeah. okay okay good but that was um, our last enhancement method for this um, engine um, enhancement spot um, we did mention we had others what would we look at next maybe I would continue with the enhancement option for the detailed mixed package building using the package builder optimizer Uh, this pretty much follows, um, if you are aware of that, uh, the logic that we apply for the transportation management optimizers that we use. There's always a pre-processing body and the post-processing body right before and after we um, call the optimizer. So it gives you the chance to completely manipulate uh, the input data for the optimizer and the result data. Okay, and this is, um, are those two method calls to the body are they done from also a similar enhancement object as we had for the pb engine i think then we should have followed that uh, option there okay so we would have also the option to to share the um, the information i think it should be in the in the in the class that actually does the optimizer call it's okay, not in look, the, it's not the a, pb yeah. pbo class mm -hmm. And we, for example, go to the execute just to see. We probably would have in the class here itself the body. So I am now in the optimizer interface, PB so optimizer. Yeah, so the class is uh, SCMB CL PB optimizer core. 
Okay, and at the end, line 135 and following, we see that this body is then, then used. But uh, I see that the body is called directly. So in this case, we would probably not have the option to share data in this uh, among, for example, the pre and the post processing. Um, but at, uh, in the least, you have all of the information that is going to be put into the call available so that you can actually affect what, uh, what goes into the optimizer completely. And the same goes for the, for the output. For the, if you want to change the, the result of the optimizer, you would here also have the same information. Yeah, and from a concept point of view, why is this not further decoupled uh, from this class? I mean, this class is only, uh, from a functional perspective, meant to call the optimizer. So there's no other functionality in there. So there's no requirement to decouple it again from the enhancement. It's object. already also decoupled from the engine. So right. it's also something that we use for unit testing where we can mock the result. Okay, great. So those are two other options that you have to... Yeah, and, uh, and maybe one use case for um, the adjustments that you can do here. The optimizer currently doesn't support uh, layer information. So 10 pieces of this product independently of their dimension and uh, the physical um, possibility to actually fit 10 pieces in a layer. Uh, it doesn't consider that. Uh, and if you still want to use this, um, here's the spot to manipulate the input. So, for example, you have 11 pieces that you are handing over to the optimizer. Of course, there you have the chance to take out 10 pieces, aggregate them together, uh, give this uh, input, of course, with the right mm. dimensions and the right weight and the right attributes to the optimizer. And then the optimizer uh, will handle it, uh, the layer actually containing 10 pieces as a single instance but of course um, doing things like that um, have some follow-up actions regarding disaggregate yeah, item positions are maybe missing um, but i mean at least uh, this is the right spot to start thinking about uh, uh, the enhancement options for the optimizer itself so anything that the optimizer doesn't support Uh, you need to try to manipulate using the input. And if this always leads to a good result, depends on the requirement itself. I mean, the good thing about that is that the optimizer expects very generic data. It is not coupled to PB-specific internals, so it's like very abstract. So there will be options to abstract and model this so that maybe your requirement can be, can be completed. Yeah. Good, then... Um, This was the enhancement spot for the optimizer. We do have another one, which is um, in the unified package. But um, maybe if you think it's a good idea, it could be we could use that as a as a good introduction for the next episode, where we will talk more in depth about the unified package builder. And there we would then also look at the enhancement uh, spots for this unified package builder. That's a great idea. Okay, then um, I think it's time to wrap up this episode. Thank you, Marcus, again for the insights. I hope you found it interesting, dear listeners, and we would like to welcome back for the next episode, which will feature the unified package builder. Looking forward to this. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.